Hey, what's up, beautiful people? You're listening to episode number two of the Elysium Project podcast. I'm your host, Brian Johnson. This podcast was recorded May 18th, 2018. Today, we're talking to Nate Maris about the benefits of switching to a raw vegan diet. Nate and I connected on Instagram about a month ago with the intent to do a podcast episode. And here he is as the first guest to the show. Nate, what's up, brother? Hey, what's up, my man? Heck yeah, all right. Good to meet you. Love yeah, it. Yeah, you too. Yeah. Yeah. How are you doing? Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, doing really well, man. Doing really well. Nice. Nice. Good to hear. Um, so why don't you tell the guests a little bit about yourself, how you got into the raw vegan diet and just your your past. Yeah, perfect, man. Uh, well, you know, um, I got into, uh, you know, the concept, you know, we started to sink in um, of veganism back in, I think, 2012. I got really sick, started surfing on YouTube, found uh, Life Regenerator, Dan the Man, you know, and uh, like Durian Ryder and a few other people. And uh, that's when I started to kind of understand a little bit more of, of what veganism was. I mean, I knew what vegetarian was and I heard of vegan, but I didn't really I didn't really know too much about it. So I watched uh, three videos, kind of like the, uh, the starter pack, the vegan starter pack, which is uh, forks over knives, um, the cowspiracy. Uh, no, sorry, it wasn't cowspiracy yet. It was earthlings and um, uh, fat chicken nearly dead. Fat chicken nearly dead, forks over knives and mm-hmm. earthlings. Yeah, that was, that was my starter pack. So watched those. And, uh, uh, I think I pretty much ate plant-based stuck with, you know, being vegan, so to speak for about a month. And it was just so tricky. I didn't really have a, a good support system. <laughs> it kind of caused a little bit of, uh, you know, turmoil with my, my ha- my home life, you know, with my, my partner. And, uh, yeah. So I kind of just put the blinders back on and just kind of went back to eating standard. Mm. Uh, that was in so, 2012, you said? That was in 2012. Okay. And in 2000, 2007, my mom actually got kidney cancer and got that kidney removed. And uh, she's a, a cardiac nurse. She was retired at the time. Um, and it was in 2014 that uh, I had taken a fall, helping a friend build a house, fell 30 feet, shattered my mm. ankle, shattered wow. my wrist. Well, I was broken. And uh, I wanted to get as healthy as I could. You know, when you're laid up, you're like, okay, when I get better, I'm going to be as healthy as I can. I don't want to take my body for granted. You know, I want to be able to move around. And at that time in 2014, as I'm laid up with my cast and whatnot, she got diagnosed with cancer in her other kidney. My mom did. So um, I told her, hey, mom, you should look at this uh, video called Fat Sick and Nearly Dead. And so she watched that and that kind of got the gears turning for her. Um, as to how important um, switching her diet and lifestyle was to a plant-based diet. And so that was kind of good for, you know, for all of us, because her being a nurse, she was just researching, avid researching, spending lots of time researching, of course, because she's fighting for her life. You know, uh, you have your second kidney removed. You have no, you know, we have actually three kidneys, the two kidneys and, that are internal. And then our skin is kind of like our third kidney, another mm-hmm. filtering system. But if you don't have your kidneys internally, you're on dialysis for the rest of your life. So that's not a way to live. Um, working in the medical industry, you know, at that point in time, um, you know, I was working in the cardiac unit. So I got to see a lot of open heart surgeries, a lot of stents, a lot of people having a lot of issues, you know, with, uh, with heart, heart issues, you know, too much cholesterol, smoking, um, really just a lot of poor diet choices. Uh, in that meantime, my mom is, um, you know, doing a lot of research, figuring out how she can reverse her situation. And she did every single protocol. Her mindset was, you know, she was set that this was going to be the one. This was going to be the one that, that, that healed her. And uh, she finally came across this book called The Grape Cure. And um, that's when she was basically introduced into the concepts of eating nothing but raw foods, mono fruit meals, um, mm. and fasting, dry fasting water fasting, just full detox and regeneration. There's lots of different programs for, you know, what kind of, you know, if you're a diabetic, you know, you might have a little different process of entering into it than if you weren't, you know, say. So she found out what worked for her within five months, she cured her, her cancer, reversed it. 
Um, her eyes are regenerating. Her actual prescription of glasses is going down. Um, so that was a huge wake-up call for me. You know, like we all should be listening to our moms, right? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh man, I should I should listen to you and and I should wa- I should follow in your footsteps. And uh, it still took me eight months. At that point in time, I'm trying to get a little little sidetracked here. Um, at that time that she was finding that in 2014. Um, my youngest son decided to go vegan. He didn't want to eat any sugar, no gluten. And um, I was eating basically like a ketogenic diet. I got my cast off. I was, you know, eating like a bodybuilding style diet, you know, with mm-hmm. lots of meat, lots of flesh and, and, and green vegetables. Uh, no fruit, no carbs, no rice, no beans. You know, lost a lot of weight, lost like 60 some pounds, which I had a lot of weight to lose. I've always kind of struggled with weight. Um, you know, everybody has a little different body type and I'm kind of one of those types that, you know, eat some mashed potatoes and I'm going to be like five pounds heavier tomorrow. (laughs) So anyways, um, my son became vegan pretty much overnight. And, uh, it's, you know, I was a little frustrated with him, you know, and I started to question myself, like, why are you getting frustrated with him, Nate? Like he's doing exactly what you wanted to do back in 2012. You should follow him you should do this with him. So I did. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this with you. Make sure you're eating right. We can cook meals together. And uh, so we were, we were plant-based. We were vegan. And, uh, but after watching my mom heal herself of kidney cancer, that's when I was really questioning going raw vegan. And uh, it wasn't actually, it was eight months um, to when she was fully regenerated that I actually transitioned because that's how hard cooked foods are really to get out of your diet because they are so super addictive. I mean, it's no joke. They're very addictive. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, I, well, actually the turning point for me was I rode, um, I snowboard and I was snowboarding one day um, and I met this guy, John, I'll never forget him. He's uh, 86 years old, uh, 40 plus year raw vegan. He didn't, you know, turn into you know, adopt the, the raw lifestyle until he was like, I think he was saying 43. And, uh, you know, I, I was like, well, that's it. I want to definitely be skiing, snowboarding when I'm 80 something. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going raw. So it wasn't actually like watching my mom heal herself of cancer. <laughs> it was skiing <laughs> with this guy who's 86. Hmm. But either way, um, that's, that's when I became raw, uh, raw vegan. And uh, to put the label on it, it's all these, you know, the labels are so yeah. funny. We got to call it something, right? I mean, I eat just nothing but real fresh, whole, you know, ripe, whole, fresh food, you know, uncooked. Uh, so, anyways, I, in order to do that, I did some research on, you know, some recipes because I wasn't necessarily trying to fight uh, for my life, you know, um, reversing, you know, some sort of a, you know, extreme acidosis of the system, you know, cancer. Right. Um, so, I, I found that I was, I, I was looking on YouTube trying to find different recipes. And that's when I came across um, Raw Food Romance. And uh, I really liked her story. I liked her, her pictures and her meals and her YouTube. I, I just liked her. You know, you just kind of connect with certain people. And so I just, I listened to her. I would listen, listen to her videos to help my mindset shift. And I would like remind myself, okay, I'm raw vegan today. I'm just, I'm a raw vegan today. You know, and I would just go day by day. Yeah. Um, I ended up buying her book, The 30-Day Meal Plan. And that's what I used uh, for about a good eight months um, before I went to uh, Woodstock Fruit Festival. And I actually, uh, you know, met, you know, a lot more raw vegans. And it didn't feel so, so crazy then. You know, it's like, this is, this is a great thing. Of course, then also you know, um, learning of many people that are reversing their, their diseases. Um, it's so for me that it's stuck. Like, this is where I want to live. I want to live in this regenerative state, so to speak, as much as I can. I've never really been into drinking, you know, but, uh, I do like the social aspect of getting together. And it's funny because that, that's, that's what we do. Let's get together and have a barbecue and have some beers, yeah. you know? And yeah, so you're kind of, you're kind of auditing your circle, you know, when you, change your religion or your <laughs> the way you eat which are really so similar it seems like mm-hmm. so that's, that's, excuse me i thought i was gonna sneeze there that's uh that's my story you know uh how i 
came to raw foods. Nice. So what are some of the benefits that you noticed in yourself when you switched to this diet? Okay, well, um, you know, within the first couple weeks, I definitely was noticing more regularity. <laughs> um, uh, I, I'd say, you know, you know, to be, you know, cons, some of the cons were, you know, I was definitely having a little more cravings. I didn't drink caffeine at the time. I actually had three coworkers um, come with me onto the journey because um, they were tired of being sick and tired. You know, they're always sick and tired. It's a crazy classic cliche of a saying, yeah. right? But I was like, hey, why don't we, why don't you guys go raw with me? And so I bought the book, Lissa's book. And uh, so the benefits were, you know, um, I'd say, you know, right off the get go is basically, of course, you know, weight drop. You know, not being as, uh, you know, inflamed with uh, just in the face, you know, I was noticing um, dandruff was clearing up, um, you know, other funguses like, you know, athlete's foot, jock itch, these kind of things are clearing up because I'm not putting in, you know, breads and rice and things that are like, you know, help, you know, kind of like feed that fungus. Um, about after the three month marker, it was just you know, kind of second nature, you know, it takes about three months, I feel like to kind of really reboot and where you're not really thinking about, you know, how, you know, tricky it is or what you're going to, you know, how, how to make something. Um, it just became a lot easier. So yeah, I guess that's a long, uh, (laughs) answer for benefits, but you know, mental clarity, um, um, you know, sleep, sleeping better, deeper, being able to breathe better. Um, I, I had asthma when I was a kid, um, I grew out of it, but, uh, I definitely noticed that, you know, my, my sleeping, I just felt like I was more rested, you know? Um, yeah, the mental clarity, that was super huge, you know, remembering things when I'm at work, like taking vital signs, not having to necessarily look back at my paper. I would just, I would check to make sure after that I wrote them in right, but certain things like that would just click. Um, and, other- and uh, in, in general, what are some of the, the benefits, like if we break down the food and talk about what's, what's in raw food versus cooked food, let's talk yeah. a little bit about what separates raw from these other, all these other diets out there. So basically, from my understanding, the concept of eating uh, raw food is that you have enzymes that are needing that we need to break down food. So with a raw food, it has everything in it. It's basically already contained in its code, you know, how to, how for your body to break it down. All the enzymes are there to break that food down. And so that's the, that's the concept is you're not cooking it. When you cook your food, you're basically killing those, you know, enzymes. And Mm -hmm. it, it, it takes more for your body to break down the food. And the way that I kind of like understood it, or I like to put it together in my head is that we have like a bag of grapes, say, and that bag of grapes represents the, what we're born with as far as the enzyme. So now if you eat a big old cheeseburger, you know, and fries, you're going to take one of those grapes, which represents the enzymes to break down that meal. Now we can't replace these bag of grapes mm-hmm. these enzymes that we're born with. We're only born with so many. Now, once those enzymes are, you know, they're gone, basically, to help break down your food, that's when your body is having a really hard time digesting and breaking these foods down, and we get buildup of Mm -hmm. all kinds. Now, I'm not a doctor, and I don't study, like, hours and hours of this kind of stuff, so I'm not necessarily completely sure. I mean, somebody can articulate it way better, but that's kind of how I envisioned it in my mind. Totally. Yeah. Well, there's a great book on it that uh, I believe it's called Enzyme Nutrition by Edward Howell. And it basically talks about the same, that, that food enzyme concept, how it's kind of the missing link in nutrition right now. You know, in the early 1900s, they broke it, broke it down into these macronutrients and then they started discovering more and more vitamins that are required in order to prevent illness. And this is really the next level of that understanding that, and, and I think, 
for me, I always look at it and explain it to people like we've been, it's taken our species millions of years to evolve to this point that we're at right now. And all of that time, except for a very, like, very short time, evolutionary speaking, that we've been eating raw, uncooked foods. And then during this very short time recently, it's like this, this experiment that we're adding in these, these cooked foods. And it's, it's really profound. I mean, there's so much science and so much research to go along with explaining why this diet is superior. Uh, And I want to, I mean, I'm going to jump in some, some of the things for myself um, that I've, are you good there? Yeah, totally. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, I thought I might've lost you for a sec. Yeah. So, well, for myself, I mean, you mentioned the sleep. I definitely notice I need less sleep. I have better sleep, um, improved energy levels all around, improved mental clarity. And it really all does come down to this scientific understanding of this is a diet like that we're made to thrive on as a Right. Very, very true. Thrival. That's what I say. Definitely. You've got, you know, because you've got, uh, I work in the medical field and you know, here I am, this, you know, crazy raw vegan amongst, you know, a bunch of sad, sad, you know, dieters. And they always ask all kinds of questions, you know, and uh, I, I try to answer them the best I can and be compassionate, you know, soft with them. I'm, I don't try to preach too much. I do get excited and passionate about it because I see that some of these, a lot of these coworkers I have are in their 20s and they're serious medical issues. But yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a, a lifestyle shift it's so much to shift you know to to break out of that concept that you need these cooked foods um to sustain your life because they're not thrival foods they're survival foods you know like a potato and rice amazing beans these things are amazing for our survival but we're living in a day and age where we can go down to the store in the winter time and get a melon or a mango Mm. you know very possibly uh there's not you can get lettuces and things all year round, cucumbers, carrots, all these things year round. So we're in a state where we can start ingesting more thrival foods and, you know, and use the survival foods if we really need to. I mean, some people, you know, they, they don't have the desire to be 100% raw. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. You yeah. know, a yeah. raw, raw till dinner or something. Perfect. You know, that, but if you're trying to regenerate and heal yourself, depending on, your situation there's definitely different levels of detox and regenerating that you can do through how how strict you want to be with what you put into your mouth totally yeah i always tell people i mean it's it doesn't have to be about taking things out of your diet it can be about adding something in you know add in add in more a salad every day make sure you're getting that get a vegetable juice or you know there's all these yeah 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 and then it's it's not about you know having to restrict yourself right yeah because it's hard for people to grasp the concept really right off the get-go your your whole mind is blown as mm-hmm. to cook anything you don't cook mm-hmm. anything you know because mm-hmm. we just cook stuff our whole lives but yeah mm-hmm. if you just start adding in okay just instead of having the breakfast sandwich and the coffee for breakfast have a melon you know drink a you know, drink a big 32 ounce of lemon water and then eat a whole little mini watermelon or cantaloupe or honeydew. Mm-hmm. So, you know, have some fruit for breakfast, you know, adding in those things throughout the day. You know, yeah, you're not, you know, maybe at night, you know, you have your cooked meal, you know, say mm-hmm. if you're trying to transition. But uh, some people, it's all or nothing. You know, it's, it's uh, you're, you're in it to win it or, you know, you can't do it. I, there's some people that are that they, they beat themselves up, you know, like I, I've eaten a couple cooked dishes through this time of being raw. Um, once it was over Thanksgiving, I was like, yeah, okay. You know, I'll eat a cooked vegan meal and, uh, definitely could feel it. It was like a, a brick in my stomach. Yeah. You know? um, definitely. I was like, okay, I don't like the way I feel like, yeah, it tasted amazing. Those mashed potatoes, amazing you know vegan gravy oh my gosh right but that was about where it stopped it was stopped just you know as i swallowed you know the more that i swallowed the, the worse i felt not only like down in there but also up here like dude what are you doing <laughs> this mm-hmm. feels gross you know yeah it was pretty, pretty a fascinating 
see how your body starts to crave more water-rich foods. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you mentioned uh, mono eating earlier. Do you want to talk a little bit about what that is? Yeah, right. So mono, you know, mono fruit meals, um, you, you know, are basically just eating one kind of fruit and that's it for that particular meal. And the concept is beautiful. Like picture you're in the wild and, you know, you and your, your homies are just out gathering mushrooms and berries or whatever, looking for these things. And you come across some berry bushes. You're probably going to sit there and gorge yourself just on those berries so much so where you're like, okay, let's keep picking and we'll bring this back to the village, you know? So that's the concept. You know, you come across a pear tree, you're going to just gorge yourself. You've, you've been walking all morning and you haven't had anything since breakfast. You're going to eat nothing but pears. So the, the, the con, another you know, concept is that how easy it is for your body to assimilate just this one kind of fruit as opposed yeah. to putting in several different kinds of things into your mouth, um, you know, even just different fruit. Like I get some people don't have a problem, but I get kind of a stomach ache if I eat watermelon and strawberries together. Mm-hmm. Now, some suggest, and I, I'm a full believer in it, the way that I feel is you eat your melons first and by themselves. 15 to 20 minutes before you eat anything else and you don't want to drink anything when you eat at all because that dilutes the hydrochloric acid as to breaking these things down so the mono fruit meal basically is just a very simple and easy thing for your body to assimilate because it's just the one kind of fruit it can recognize it okay cool we just got all this stuff coming down this is going to be easy boys let's just put this over there and that over there it's not going oh my gosh, we've got 12 different things coming in. Okay, bring in the sorters. We got to sort this stuff out. That's my concept. Totally, totally. Well, it's, it's definitely about living harmoniously with nature as nature intended. I mean, as you say, we're kind of, if we were out foraging, we would find a food and we would stay there and, and eat it. We wouldn't run around combining all these, these different flavors and stuff, which is, which is fine sometimes. But um, yeah. for I think as, as a person gets cleaner and cleaner on a raw vegan diet what you spoke about there the food combining it you'll they'll notice it more and more because i agree with you like there's no certain foods there's no way i can combine and yet like i mean the the trail mix for example that people are eating fats and the the fatty nuts and then then yeah yeah that's such a horrible thing like working in the medical industry uh i call it an industry man because it's a total industry You know, um, it's a, you know, some people call it a field, you know, but I don't think it's a field. I think it's an industry. <laughs> and, you know, the way that, you know, these health foods are pumped, like trail mix is healthy, you know, gives you the energy that you need while you're hiking or something like that. It's a good concept because, yeah, you're getting your fats and you're getting your sugars. The only thing is, yeah, it's how the body processes those exactly. things together. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, uh, it, again, it's, it's that old paradigm of nutrition. It's like, look, this is super healthy. It's got all these proteins, these good fats and, and right. whatever else, but you're not taking in a, into account the enzymes, the food. And, and that's another thing about nuts. Nuts have uh, enzyme inhibitors in them. So when yeah. we're, di- when we're, di- yeah. 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 I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah, definitely. So you know, any of the nuts that, you know, you eat being, say, a raw foodie, you know, you want to buy, is, you know, it's, it's hard to get, you know, unpasteurized almonds, you know, that are, you know, any raw almond they say is raw, is still not like completely raw, but, mm-hmm. you know, cashews, so yeah, soaking those nuts, right, you know, like eight to 10 hours at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. I still sto- soak my almonds. I don't always, cause I think you have to buy them from Italy if you want the ones that are unpasteurized right now due right. to the, due to the FDA. Yeah. But, uh, I still soak them be- like even the yeah. ones that are purchased in America, cause it's going to get rid of those enzyme inhibitors anyways. You know, it won't, it won't grow into an, it'll never grow into an almond tree, but it's still better than, yeah. And another thing too, I was noticing like with my coworkers and even myself is that, you know, you kind of want to snack on nuts and in the wild there's no way that you're going to snack on nuts the way that we snack on nuts nowadays <laughs> mm. you know they're a real pain in the rear to get into a cashew or an almond are you kidding me like a walnut if you have a bag full of walnuts how many walnuts are you going to sit there and mac down maybe 12 you know so we have access to these roasted nuts like slathered in flavorings and salt and you know so you can just ingest so many more 
you know, uh, and that's, that's definitely, that doesn't play into a good system, you know, where, where your stuff is moving along. I like the concept of the bowel transit time, right? Mm-hmm. And how long does it take for these things to like move through you, you know? And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's another reason why the mono fruits are just, the mono fruit meals are so great because you don't have to think about preparing anything. You just sit down with eight oranges, you know, and, and, and watch the reaction of people, you know, <laughs> when you eight oranges, which it's not like that crazy, you know, but it's so, it's funny because completely out of their paradigm of uh, reality. Yet they the think that they're going to have like a sugar overload. You know, we've yeah. been indoctrinated so much that fruit <clears throat> is high in sugar. And really what comes down to is we ingest, I would say on average, probably 40% up to 70% of our daily caloric intake is fat. Uh, because I know right now, even as a raw vegan, um, I've put in my stuff in chronometer uh, and there's, I have, say two tablespoons of almond butter in my nice cream, banana ice cream, maybe a, a cashew kind of like a, you know, creamy dressing for my salad, one whole avocado. And just that alone is like 27% fat. That's mm-hmm. way, you know, if you're trying to follow, say, uh, like the 80-10-10, which we didn't touch on, um, 80-10-10 represents, you know, um, a good way to live optimally, which is, 80% of your carb, you know, your, your, uh, you know, fuel coming from carbohydrates being, you know, fruit. And, uh, um, yeah, that's- it's very important that we, we specify yeah. that, that it is a 80, 10, 10 is a raw diet. So those carbohydrates are coming from fruits versus where, you know, a lot of the cooked vegan diet or whatnot is grains that ultimately yeah. those aren't quite yeah. ideal yeah. for us. Yeah. We don't want that. You don't want the grains. No, you want the fruits and the vegetables, the leafy greens. You know, 80% of your caloric intake is that, 10% from fat, 10% from protein, which you get in your nuts and seeds, chia seeds, and you actually get all the protein you need out of the greens. Like one head of romaine lettuce is giving you a male close to their daily caloric intake of protein, just that one head of romaine. Mm-hmm. So, well, uh, in, in the raw food, Sorry, sorry to interrupt there, but in, in the raw food, I mean, the protein is much more bioavailable as well than yeah. cook, cooked protein where the, the proteins fuse together and they're, they become right. more difficult yeah. to digest. Yeah, it's so easy for your body to break down that plant protein as opposed to having to spend the extra enzymes to break down this foreign protein that's a flesh, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, there's so much research about the, the science of our anatomy. You know, like our digestive tract, we've got 40 feet from, from hole to hole, right? And so, you know, a carnivore has like a dog or a cat, you know, like has about eight, like six to eight feet, maybe nine or something rather. You know, even the herbivores like horses and goats and cows, their digestive system is completely different. So if we look at ours and what it is mostly, you know, relating to is the primates. And the primates eat predominantly fruit, maybe some bugs here and there, you know, and, and vegetables, but mostly fruit. And I mean, if we look at the silverback gorilla, right, I mean, one of the most strongest, magnificent creatures, you know, and they're, you know, definitely, they're definitely living 80-10-10. <laughs> yeah, totally. So are you doing the 80-10-10 diet right now or what is your specific raw food diet look like? Because a lot of people, when we say raw food, what I think what immediately comes to mind is we're just eating carrots and broccoli all day, which right. is not the right. case. So No, not the case. Um, I try to stick you know, as, as true as I can to that because that's when I feel the best. You know, the yeah. body's regulating, everything's fine. I mean, just adopting this, this lifestyle alone um, I've lost over 60 pounds, 62 pounds, and with no exercise at all. Um, you know, I walk my dog, maybe like I'll do a little yoga in the morning. So I guess that is some body movement, some exercise, but it's not like strenuous, you know, like resistance training or calisthenics, none of that. So it's, yeah, definitely, it's so much easier on your body. Uh, um, 
to stick to that 80-10-10, I feel like you're just not as sluggish. You know, you're not putting in too much fat, you know, too much protein. It, it, it works out good. That's, that's what I try to follow. Um, you know, I, I put in, in chronometer for like the, the first month when I started, like just to see what I was like getting myself into and what I was ingesting to make sure I was getting everything I needed. And we were talking a little earlier about vitamins. Um, you know, so the vitamins that I, I do take are a B12, um, you know, and the, my concept is we're not getting the B12 that we need because we're not eating fresh vegetables and fruits, you know, not mainly fruits, but vegetables from the ground, from the earth, from the soil, which is that's where we get the B12. Yeah. So the animals that eat, you know, the, you know, the grasses and whatnot, they're getting that B12 from the dirt supposedly right and then we eat the flesh from them to gain the b12 that's the concept of you know having enough b12 if you're a meat eater mm -hmm. from your meat but they are you're, you're getting it uh you're you're having to go through a middleman you know yeah like like fish like oh well you got to eat your fish you got to get your omegas or you can get your omega through your hemp seed your chia seed your flax seed and uh you know the plant that's you know in the plant life i mean seaweed I don't really like to eat seaweed too much because the way it's harvested, you know, it's not vegan. <laughs> you know, they, 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 they rape the, the, the ocean floors to harvest seaweed and such, but the fish eat the seaweed and they're getting the omegas from the, from the seaweed, the sea life. And then, so then you eat the flesh of the fish to get those omegas having to go through middleman again. And you're spending all these enzymes. So you might as well just get it from the plants and that's where you get your omegas. So that's perfect. It's just, it, what's so amazing about this way of living is it's, it's so completely simple. It's so simple that people have, we, I should say we, because I'm a part of everything, right? Like we have a hard time understanding the concepts of how simple it is. Like it blows our mind. We're like, no, it can't be that simple, you know? And it's like, no, really it is like, just grab a bag of apples and eat a bag of apples. What are you going to have for snack? You're going to eat a bag of grapes. What are you going to have for lunch? You're going to have a salad. You know, make yourself a dressing. Squeeze some lemon juice all over top, you know. Throw some seeds on there, hemp seeds. Totally. It's so simple. There's not very much to, to prepare. But, uh, you know, you can get super gourmet with stuff. You know, like we've made cashew cheesecake, which is bomb diggity. I mean, you can't, <laughs> you know, cashew cream cheese, different ranches spinach dip, all these creamy dressings, but they're made with a grip of cashews. So they're super high in fat. <laughs> Excuse me. Some people say, well, it's a good fat, but fat is fat. doesn't matter. Your body just registers as fat, you know? So that's where the 80, 10, 10, I'm like, okay. I mean, I, I'm writing a book right now uh, from dad bod to rad bod. You know, oh, yeah. so I want to I want to look amazing. I want to feel amazing, but I realistically like it might be a little vanity, a little ego in there. Like I want to be able to lift up my shirt, crunch my stomach and show my grandkids my abs. Like grandpa, <laughs> show us your abs. You know, like, and the only way that that's going to be done with my body is to stay strict with that 80, 10, 10. Cause yeah. you know, I watch myself on the scale every day. I work in a, a pulmonary clinic and I can see my fluctuate, my weight fluctuate just over a weekend of, you know, say four to five pounds, depending yeah. on if I'm eating, you know, higher fat through that weekend. Mm -hmm. 80, 10, yeah. 10 in, in the, uh, the book, it involves a lot about like Doug Graham, the author is heavily focused on fitness as well. Cause if you're putting all those sugars into your body, you know, we're not meant to be sedentary either as much as we're not meant yeah. to be eating cooked food. We're also not meant to be sitting at desks all day. So that is yeah. a big part of that diet as well. Keeping that, that activity level high. I mean, our bodies were designed to move, you know, mm -hmm. when we think of the, 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 you know, the muscle system, you know, that's we're, we're designed for movement. We're not designed to sit still. We're definitely designed to move. So that's huge, definitely. Uh, now, I don't follow 80-10-10 as strict as others because um, I do like garlic and I do like onions um, and I do like seasonings, you know, paprika, turmeric, cumin, um, hot pepper seasoning, you know, uh, cayenne pepper. I like these kind of seasonings in my food. Um, and 
you know, so in, in that book, you know, he talks about those kind of things being excitotoxins. And I can understand that concept. But uh, for me, you know, I like to have these flavors. And I'm not necessarily trying to fight like a, a life-threatening disease. So I'm right. not going to, you know, take it to these extremes. Um, and even the way that I am feeding myself is extreme to many. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's still like another 12 levels of extreme past where I'm at, you know? Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. There's so many, so many different forms of this diet and people calling it different names. Um, yeah. But I mean, I think it really comes down to, you touched on it earlier, we just need to love ourselves and feed ourselves the right food. It doesn't matter what label we put on it or, or beating ourselves up over, you know, having, slipping every now and then. Yeah. 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 And I definitely, uh, I stay oil and salt free, you know, Um, I have, uh, you know, dolph or wakami seaweed that I'll, you know, mix into certain dressings or dishes if I want like a salt kick even celery, like my taste buds, that's another thing that I notice is the taste is so different. Like I can taste things so much differently now um, than, you know, say, say before where stuff kind of muttered together, you know, so, but yeah, I don't have any oil because, you know, the, the way that I envision this machine that my soul is driving this avatar, so to speak, you know, is uh, it's a water-based machine. Mm -hmm. So oil doesn't belong in this machine. It kind of, stops us up, slows us up. And, um, and especially on the level that we eat these oils, like I was just describing to my kids last night, you know, um, we wouldn't be eating oil on the level the amount that we eat it now, if we had to make it ourselves, it's a highly processed food. Right. Uh, so that's, that's another big one. A lot of, I know I've got some friends that are raw and, uh, they do oil, you know, they do oil in their dressings and they have uh, sun-dried tomatoes in oil, um, artichoke tarts, which are, you know, pickled in oil, you know, but everybody's on a different kind of, we're all on our own journey, you know, and not everybody's here to, you know, to live, you know, on this, you know, vibratory level that you are on when you're eating raw food. And yeah. that's really what it is. It's not like we're higher and better, you know, but it's a different vibratory level because everything is. is vibration. Everything in this universe is vibration. And so if you're putting in, you know, foods that are higher vibratory, then you're going to, you know, feel that. Mm. Another thing is amazing too is uh, this concept of hypotheliosis, which is the lack of this biophotonic energy that the sun gives us, right? And the sun also gives the food and the food is able to absorb this sunlight energy into the nucleus of the cell and store it as biophotonic energy. And totally. When food, we get that energy. And that's really another major thing that I, I see happening to us on a society, you know, on a whole is we're like lacking this biophotonic energy. You know, we don't get out in the sun, we don't sun gaze, and we're eating, you know, lots of dead, low, low vibrational food. We're feeding on death and the secretions of, you know, animals. And it's, it's, a, it's horrible. It's beautiful for the money-making machine. That is what is going on on this level. And we're seeing like amazing documentaries coming out where people are, you know, really pouring in their hearts and souls into making these documentaries to help kind of like just put on a different pair of glasses, you know, like here, look, look at the world through these glasses. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful money-making machine, the Food mm. and Drug Administration. The Food Drug Administration administers the drugs in the food it's beautiful you know (laughs) and it keeps people coming back for more you know because the allopathic treatment based philosophy is just that to treat you they're not to heal you they're treating you and let's adjust your medication come back in two weeks and we'll adjust a little bit more and i have patients that are like oh my blood pressure and i'm like check it out if you were to just eat raw food for like two weeks I guarantee you it's going to go down 20 points. Don't, don't quote me on it. You know, like I feel like I'm a Jedi in the death. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. I'm literally just telling, I'm scared to just tell this person <laughs> to eat a melon. You know what I mean? But some have, and they've come back and they've given me like hugs or in tears because they actually do the work and love themselves. Right. Like, uh, yeah. that's like, I feel like another thing that's happening with us is 
were overtaken by parasites. And these parasites are communicating to the brain what they want to live and not because we are obese. Nations are obese and we are malnourished. So like, get that. How does that happen? You know? So these parasites, worms, yeast, mold, fungus, candida, body fat, all of these things are alive and aware of themselves and they're sending out the signals as to eat that, eat that, eat that sugar, eat that mm. cheese. And the, uh, the gut brain connection is enormous. Like the amount of research right now, I, I see that all the time on my social media feeds just because of the nature of what I follow. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it's incredible how much you are what you eat and that you, I love that you mentioned the, the energy and the vibrations there because it's so true. Everything ultimately, if you really want to break it down, everything comes from cosmic radiation from the sun, right? And that is, that is the energy that is in these raw foods that are the first, like when we're, when we're eating the animal diet, for example, we're, we're making all these, these uh, plant foods and then feeding it to the cows and then killing the, right. the cows. And it's just by the time it gets to us and it's cooked right. and dead, it's, there's, there's just nothing left except for those, those uh, nutrients that conventional medicine has identified are the bare minimum. Sorry, I'm just going to talk a little bit here about that as well, because uh, I yeah. wrote an article last week. One of the my mentors is Dr. David Jubb, and I've done a lot of uh, research under him. Not, I haven't been his research assistant, but I've just read a lot of his works. And uh, yeah. the article, I'll post it in the YouTube description. It's colloidal biology. Basically, he, yeah, over, over many years of research now, he's taken through looking at the live blood, we can, we can see... Um, for example, take the live blood of a person eating cooked food versus the live blood of a person eating raw food. And just you look in there, the person on that cooked food standard American diet, the blood cells are all clumped together. There's bacteria, right. mold, fungus, and yeast, all of which yeah. are the chief undertakers of the body. So it's amazing when, when you actually can see with your own eyes what you were just talking about that there in terms of the energy within our food. Yeah, right. And it's moving slow, real thick. It's not flowing like fine wine. It's moving like slow ketchup, you know? Yeah, mm. definitely. Not oxygenating, you know, because it's carrying all these other things. It's, like I said, it's just, it's amazing how, you know, indoctrinated and brainwashed we have become through, you know, means of, you know, advertisements as to how we feel that we need to have these dead carcass flesh you know in our mm. body sustain life and mm. uh you know oils and fats like you know we we see you know the i see you know my coworkers go from all different kinds of different diets yet they're so scared to just try eating raw foods for a few months like don't you 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 know it, it goes to show how addicted we are because you know you have people who they look down upon certain kind of uh you know, drugs, you know, heroin, cocaine and such, but cheese is mm -hmm. just addictive. It's not more addictive mm -hmm. than heroin. And people, yeah. you know, it's nice to also, I think fasting is amazing because of, you know, just, you know, having the mindset where you're, you're going to be fine today. You don't need any water. You don't need any food. You're going to be fine, you know, but, and it's, that's a, a massive exercise for your brain. You're not going to die, you know? My mom has done five days of dry fasting, no food, no water for five days. And there's people who have done more than that. Of course, you know, like they, you know, they know what they're doing. They're not just, you know, going from eating a cheeseburger to drive through to the next day, going to a dry fast, you know, but uh, doing a 24 hour dry fast, you're not going to die. You know, mm. it's, uh, it's just, it's, some, it's a fascinating thing though, to see how, how brainwashed we are that we yeah. need these other foods to sustain life. Mm -hmm. Brain, brainwashed and misinformed. Massively yeah. misinformed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's definitely a, a yeah. disinformation conspiracy going on out there. <laughs> great for the, it's great for these, uh, these other, you know, multi gazillion dollar corporations, you know, the pharmacopoeia, you know, the, uh, 
you know, the animal agriculture, the agribiz, the big agribiz, like, yeah, you know, it's, uh, and it's funny how the conspiracy concept comes to play, like anything that's against the official story or, you know, is a conspiracy <laughs> and it really kind of leaves you like, it doesn't matter what you believe, you know, you're a conspirator and Hey, I'm yeah. cool with it, whatever. Like, like I said, the reason that I got into it is watching my mom right before my eyes, literally looking at the MRIs, knowing how to, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. I don't read MRIs, but I understand I have doctor friends and I work in the medical field. I watch this go away, you know, mm. so people can say what they want to say and, and, and hang on to their cheese, you know, or, or hang on to their, you know, their chicken. And that's fine. I want to ski when I'm 86. So I'm going to love myself enough to where I'm not going to put that stuff in my body because I'm seeing dude just got his chest cracked open and he got a vein cut from his leg and sewn into the, the, the part that was clogged in his chest just so he can keep going and eating that cheeseburger. It's amazing to do, but, or we'll use pig and cow, uh, you know, parts, the veins from a mm. pig, you know? Um, and, we're, we're not, we should not be doing this to ourselves. We're doing it to ourselves, you know, and it tastes good all the whole time. It tastes amazing, you know, and that's really where like we're controlled by the taste bud. Yeah. Or like you're saying that gut mind connection, like, you know, the gut is telling you what to eat. And uh, I like John Rose. I came across this guy, John Rose uh, on YouTube. Super cool. I like this thing. Stuff. He kind of get into his rants and stuff because I kind of like to rant a little bit too. But he talked about Baobab, you know, the serpent, and this really resonated with me. We have the serpent. When we get hungry, we feel it in our belly. We don't feel the thirst up here, like the watering sensation of the mouth, and that's true hunger. We feel it down deep in our belly. The belly is growling, and that, the way that I have put it together through the stories and the research that I've done, is. We've got the mucoid plaque, right, that lines the colon. And that, when you do detox, a deep detox, and sometimes it takes years to even break this free and get it out, which is this long, rubbery, smells like death, black serpent. It's a serpent, basically. Mm. Like, it may not be crawling around and breathing fire and stuff, but it's living it within us. And that's where a lot of the nasty stuff is, you know, breeding because colon cancer. <clears throat> is one of the biggest killers that we have right next to heart disease. And uh, that serpent, man, you know, the, the, the gut is telling you what to eat and you feed that serpent. The serpent and those parasites eat before you do. You know, yeah. they're calling the shots. When you eat raw foods that are uncooked, you starve them out because what's happening with the, the parasites is they're feeding on this dead matter. And they actually do us a favor, like praise the parasites in a sense, because if we didn't have them, we'd have some serious issues because they eat the waste. They live at the cardiac sphincter right below the, the, the stomach and their mouths are open and they're eating that waste. They're waste eaters. And so when we feed on even vegan plant-based cooked foods, you're going to have more so of these parasites to help break down that dead matter. When you put in a raw living you know, food, a melon, you know, uh, a sprouted bean or lentil. If it's sprouted, it's growing. Life force, the vibration is, it's alive. These things, these parasites can't feed on them because mm. they're not dead. They eat the dead, they eat the waste. So it's, it's just like, I mean, you know, you can sit there and blow someone's mind apart, you know, but really it's so simple. Eat an apple, man. <laughs> after yeah. that apple eat five more you'll probably be full and you know, <laughs> you know eat six bananas two hours later you know uh, if you're still hungry an hour later have some more bananas eat a peach you know it, it doesn't have to be like super hardcore and it it can be in the mindset more boring because you're not having you know something from taco bell and then you know tonight you're going to have you know a take and bake pizza you know, and for breakfast, you're going to do pancakes, you know, and, and sausage, you know, so the variety of things are, you know, not necessarily accessible in that sense, because you're not creating these fancy dishes, 
<laughs> well, cooked food is certainly, as you said earlier, it's highly, highly addictive. Um, <clears throat> I mean, yeah. I was awakened to the whole raw vegan movement years ago, probably almost a decade ago. And I went on it at the time I did the 80-10-10. I was high fruit, uh, greens, uh, small amounts of sprouted nuts and seeds. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, it changed my life at the time, but if people want to hear my story, they can listen to episode one. I mean, yeah. I, I fell off that wagon and got backed onto that addictive, um, you know, processed food diet. And yeah. it, recently I've like within this year, I switched back to the raw vegan diet again. I mean, it's, it's changed and saved my life. Like I'm a completely different person and without question, I would not be able to, you know, be the, the, the kind of spiritually awakened and aware uh, and conscious being that I am right now if it wasn't for raw foods. Like, there's no way. If I was eating Taco Bell, I forget it. It doesn't happen. Yeah, they just don't. It doesn't work, you know. And I know you've got, it's, it's kind of funny, you know, the cliche of, you know, I live in uh, Southern Oregon. We got a lot of hippies up here, man. And I consider myself an earth-loving hippie as well, you know. And uh, they're talking auras and energies and, you know, but they're wearing like leather, and <laughs> you know, eating steak. And it's like, oh, my gosh, you know. Like, yeah, I really, I really believe that this whole raw food thing is the missing link for people who are waking up spiritually. This is the step yeah. that you, you take this, you, you know, your, your pineal gland begins to awaken. Just your life is yeah. going to completely change. Yeah. Right. And I like there's, you know, in different cultures, like uh, the Rastafarian culture, you know, they talk, you know, uh, Aital, they call it Aital, you know, um, and uh, it's of the earth, you know, and uh, they eat some cooked foods, but it's predominantly a raw food diet. You know, 80% of the stuff that they ingest is raw foods, you know, no sugar, no salt, it's Aital. Uh, mm. There's other cultures that call it their thing too. And it's, you know, it's, it's definitely the way to go, man. It's the cool thing to do, right? All the cool kids are going to be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. I'm, I'm curious, what do you think um, is the best way to, to spread this message, to get people to want to switch to this diet? Yeah, um, I think, you know, definitely with this day and age, we have these amazing devices so we can do lots of different things, you know, uh, being able to connect and gather attention, you know, if you're trying to deliver a message, which I'm definitely trying to deliver a message just as yourself. Like we have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of, a lot of work to do. Um, and I think the written word, the audio, I love the podcast concept because you can be doing other things while you're like somebody, you know, can be listening to this entire interview while they're washing dishes and doing laundry totally. or whatever they're doing. Cause laundry and dishes, bro, like they never end. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but, uh, the written word, the, the audio and the visual, you know, also doing the YouTube videos. I think that's a great way as well as uh, just being the example, um, mm. you know, out there. And so I, I take, you know, I started with three coworkers following, you know, with me. And so I made the food. I was like, you guys just want to chip in on groceries. I'm down to create the meals and I'll just, I'll feed you guys, you know, breakfast and lunch and you guys can do your own dinner. Here's the, the menu for dinner. And so I carried my Vitamix with me at the time. I didn't have a Vitamix. It took me a while to like save up and, and bite the bullet and really invest because like, geez, oh, $500 for a blender, you know, like yeah. uh, I got mine certified reconditioned for about 300 bucks and it comes with an eight year warranty. So I'm super pumped on it, but I bring that with me every single place I go, man. I have my bowls cutting board knives with me. So yeah. it takes a minute to, you know, to transition in that sense. But those yep. are the messages, man. Like I'm just living it. I'm showing people like, check it out. I'm going to make a dressing and you know how I'm going to make it. I'm going to put two mangoes and one red bell pepper and a couple chunks of garlic in this blender and blend it up. And that's going to be the dressing. And I'm mm -hmm. like drinking half the dressing. They're like, you're going to drink it all your dressing. I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's just mangoes and bell pepper. And I could drink this dressing if I want. There's no oil in it, but it's mm -hmm. going to how simple it is. You know, I think that that's kind of what we need. You know, we need to be shown. That's how we learn. We either learn through audio, visual, or, um, you know, the written word, you know, reading a book, you know, and really going, you know, gathering its concepts. Um, so that's, that's 
I think that's the best way to deliver the message is all three, <laughs> you know, like, you know, we could pick one or two that we like the most, but, you know, I'm really trying to, you know, be more uh, proactive and less, you know, having less procrastination happening where I'm, I'm posting, you know, pictures, you know, uh, more frequently, you know, and trying to, you know, make more YouTube videos and just try to share like what I'm doing a day, you know, to me, as I'm doing it, I'm like, this is kind of boring. Like, does people really want to see me eat a melon again this morning, you know, but you know, that's what it is, man. It's, it's, uh, you know, yeah. and I say that it's boring, but you know, thinking about, ah, should I film everything that I eat? The people are really interested on what do you eat as a raw vegan? And I, I, I like to do some gourmet stuff at least once, if not twice a week, you know, some sushi or do like, you know, some fancy, like, uh, you know, raw tacos. I love raw tacos with a walnut and sun dried tomato meat, you know, so good. And, and that's normally what I'll make my uh, non vegan and non raw friends. And they just, they're floored every time. Like after we have, you know, some of those, they're like, let's go for a hike. I'm like, right. Like you don't feel like sitting down and just, you know, Oh, I'm tired. You know, (laughs) your body is not having to, you know, expend so much energy processing this stuff. So Mm -hmm. we have a lot of work to do. And I, I think that, you know, trying to scream it out in the street doesn't work as well as trying to tap in through these different means of, you know, yeah, I would agree with you. The, uh, the internet is definitely a huge, huge tool for us against, I guess you could say that the evil empire. (laughs) Um, but, uh, with, yeah, definitely be the change. That's always sort of my motto, you know, be an, be an example for people. Um, and I've always felt only don't, don't listen to anyone who's not getting the results that you want. And for me, that led me into the raw food movement because I've met so many incredible people who are on raw food. It's just, it's unbelievable. And that's not to say you can't be spiritually awake on a cooked food diet or anything, but I mean, so many people. Imagine imagine if you did transfer into raw, transition into raw, (laughs) doing some of, you know, more, you know, spiritually awakened you know, uh, cook food eaters or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, re- I remember that years ago, um, I was, when I was first on this diet and doing the 80, 10, 10, I would, I had a Zen Buddhist teacher that I would uh, meet with almost daily. And, uh, often I would go over to her house and she, she made these amazing, um, Asian, Asian dishes or whatever. But for me, I would always, I would always come over and bring like a gigantic bowl of fruit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I know. Like I have some yogi friends, you know, and they're like, they're still flesh eaters. And I'm like, man, you preach like so much, like amazing stuff. It's so inspirational, so motivational, but you're still feeding on death. I don't get it, man. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really a lot of it is the the addictive aspect of it. Because when I look back at like why I fell off that that wagon of being on the eighty ten ten and and raw vegan, I mean, yeah. I I just slipped and then I started eating. I wasn't doing the standard American diet. I've been a vegetarian for over a decade, but I was still eating processed processed foods, and they were yeah. they were keeping me holding me back from my full potential without question. Yeah. It's amazing too, because some will say that, uh, you know, even say blending up your fruit into a smoothie is processing it, you know? Right. uh, So there's definitely different forms of extremity that you can take it in. And, you know, everybody's on their own journey, you know, and it's people say, listen to your body. And I think that's great. You know, like some days, you know, for some people, they can do a cooked potato you know, once a week or even every night or something, you know, I'm going to have rice or lentils or cooked potato, you know, every night. And, you know, I imagine you're going to be just fine. Like you got, you know, Michael Greger at nutritionfacts.org, right? I mean, he pumps, you know, amazing, amazing stuff. I love that guy. And he cooks, you know, and I mean, who's to say like, everybody's a little different. It's just kind of like, uh, how far do you want to take it? I think. Totally. How do you yeah, want to feel? Exactly. Nice. Um, you mentioned you had a YouTube channel. Did you? Yeah, I, man. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I got a YouTube channel, um, a Facebook, an Instagram, and a Snapchat. Uh, my name is Raw Natty Nate. 
That's uh, R-A-W-N-A-T-T-Y-N number eight. Uh, okay. Being raw, you know, raw foods. I'd like to be as raw as I can with just being me and, you know, like sharing the message. I don't want to be too censored or try to fit into like a personality. I just want to be myself. I want to be raw. Natty stands for natural in the bodybuilding world. Like people be like, you natty, you know, like do you use steroids or you natty. And I like that, you know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I'm natty, you know, and Nate is my name, but the N and the eight, I used to, I blow glass, uh, do glass work and stuff. Oh, really? and I, I would sign my pieces N number eight, just it was shorter to sign. And if you sound it out, you know, Nate. So it's kind of fun, but that's, awesome. uh, that's that I have for my YouTube and uh, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. I'd like to get a few more pieces of uh, social media going. Like some Twitter would be kind of cool to get that written word out more. Yeah. Um, it's all, it all takes a little bit of time. Um, and that's the kind of thing I'm trying to like grow more time. In my mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's also one of the things with the raw vegan diet is, uh, you know, it allows me, gives me a more energy. And I mean, B, like I say, I, don't quite have to sleep as much. The sleep I get is better. It's just optimizing my time. But um, the social media stuff, yeah, that's uh, I've been spending the last few months getting up to this point where I'm finally ready to host this podcast. It's just it's crazy all the different social media yeah. accounts you have to have these days. So yeah, it definitely can you know it can consume you in a lot of ways. <laughs> but when you're trying to pump a message, yeah, uh, you know it's you know it's, it's worth spending that extra little bit of time like you know you're on you're on the uh the loo in the morning you know, <laughs> yeah. your morning post and i find myself like scrolling through and i'm like oh i'm consuming i need to create you know like so i'll post try to write up something because if we can all just like kind of focus on creating more than we consume yeah we're gonna feel better and you know we're gonna make this place a better place because we all have a little bit to offer you know i mean absolutely everybody has something you know to offer and not everybody's going to resonate with everybody. So, you know, a message that I may, you know, send out may not be received the same as if my mom were to send it out or right. vice versa. Yeah. So I know I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to see individuals that we have, you know, helped through just giving them the kind of a blueprint as to how to start eating real food. It's so funny because, you, you know, like to write out something on, how to eat real food like that's that that right there should tell us something that if we have to be you know shown how to eat watermelons and grapes <laughs> like it just blows <laughs> people's minds that that's all you eat though that's all you eat and it's like yeah that's all i eat so um i would like to you know be very fit of course i like you know i do a lot of stuff outdoors we do a lot of rafting kayaking hiking skiing swimming, you know, biking. And uh, so I think that, you know, we all know sex cells, the body cells, when we see another body in its prime optimum state with low body fat, you know, and strong, whether it be male or female, we're attracted to that body. And so I think that's another thing that uh, I'm really striving for this year is to be in the best shape of my life. You know, by the time I'm in my mid 40s, I sh I'm hoping to be, I mean, it'll never stop. Of course, the journey never ends, but I definitely want to be shredded and not looking. I don't look like, you know, emaciated or anything now, but uh, I would like to be able to, you know, I'm rafting on the river, take off, you know, my shirt flex for my friends and be like, dude, I eat lettuce, bro. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. going trip. you know, like I'm not withering away and you too, can look and feel just as amazing as I do. I'm 46, you're 37 and you're coughing and you got a big old beer belly and you got a bunch of boobies, right? So come on, people. Yeah. <laughs> love awesome. yourself a little bit. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Well, that's really the goal of Elysium Project is to bring all of us together. You know, everyone has an amazing story, a message. Everyone is, is beautiful in their own regard. So it's really about, yeah. Totally. Did yeah, I, I did I miss anything today? Did you want to go over anything that I didn't touch on? You know, I mean, in retrospect, we might think of a couple things, but yeah. I think we did pretty good, man. I, I think, think we did really good. good, man. I think we knocked it out of the park. Yeah, man, definitely. First, yeah, first guest about, episode. It's all about 
you know, getting a different pair of glasses on, like we're all, say, standard American, you look through a blue lens your whole life, you know, just for a minute, take those blue lenses off and throw on this green pair for a minute, you know, or an orange pair or whatever color you want to call it. But man, if we can just realistically give it a shot and look through a different lens, you know, we get so stuck on, you know, what we have been used to and what we know and we know like foods are such an integral part of our culture we're getting together for you know get togethers and we've got different holidays and it's all I mean some of the most fun memories I have have been at you know get togethers that are basically revolved around food we're eating together so yeah there's a lot of shifting to be done because personally one thing to add is I, I take my Vitamix to work every day and people see what I eat every day. They've seen me transition. They've seen my, my trans, my body transformation. And they're like, Nate, could you make me a salad today? And I'm like, sure. So I'm making them salads. I'm making them smoothies. I'm making them banana ice cream. I'm making them dressings to bring home so they can share with their family. So I'm actually selling food now because why not? It's easy for, for them to just get it from me. You know, and, um, so that's another thing that I'm really excited about showing them and not, I mean, in the beginning I was a little embarrassed, you know, like I kind of didn't want to prepare food in front of people. And then yeah. I saw how people were literally awestruck at me just chopping vegetables. I'm like, <laughs> just cutting up some cucumber, you know, they're like, that is so amazing. Cause we have totally, we have no relationship with our food. And I think that's another thing that kind of drew me towards uh, Lissa's raw food romance was just that name is like, you know, like falling in love with your food again, because we, we love food, you know, but the food isn't loving, you know, us or our body's not loving this food or however you want to look at it, like creating a relationship with your food again, you're not getting a food that's in a paper bag and wrapped up in some paper or something. You're actually having you know, bright colors and you're touching it and you're cutting it and you're smelling it, you know, uh, it's a whole relationship, symbiotic relationship with the food that is, uh, that has to happen. Definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. Right on. Well, I will put those, uh, your, those YouTube links and your Instagram whatnot in the uh, bio of this video. Um, other than that, thanks for coming on today. I feel like this is the start of, I'm sure you'll be on in the future and we can expand on some of the things that we didn't get a chance to, to hit yeah. on today. That sounds awesome, man. Totally. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm working on manifesting a, a meeting together in person. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be coming up to Canada here uh, this next month in July. Actually, we'll wait. We're not in June yet. So maybe I shouldn't uh, speed time <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, in a couple months in July. So yeah, maybe we can try to link up then. It'd be cool to meet you in person. Definitely, man. Maybe I could have you cut my hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right on. All right. Thanks a lot, Nate. Love you, brother. Love you, bro. Thank you for listening to the show today. If you would like to see the Elysium Project vision continue to expand, please share this podcast with your friends or consider becoming a patron at www.patreon.com slash Elysium Project Podcast. We also have a ton of YouTube content we will be uploading in June, so please stay tuned. Thanks again, and I'll see you soon.